0: I had less than a 3% chance of recurrence. And my doctor said to me, you saved your life. He said, you would have come in for your checkup and we would have never checked for it because we don't need to self-check you there. So I'm a huge, huge advocate, self-check. So it takes a second. Look at your body, feel your... your, your your body if something doesn't feel right don't be afraid to call your doctor up because it could literally save your life so the second time deeply deeply believed that god had his hand in that because when the doctors went in and took a little knob that they that i had found beneath that there were three other lymph nodes that had cancer with tentacles that were ready to spread the cancer throughout my body so i literally would not be sitting here had i not found that
1: Welcome to the Pinky J Podcast. Yes, Pinky is my real name. Not sure what my mom was thinking when she named me. Let's get real on this podcast and talk about taboo topics, trauma, and life experiences. I am here to inspire and motivate anyone who's going through a tough time. Remember, you're not alone, you are worthy, and you're not. Hey everyone, welcome to one more episode of Pinky J Podcast. Today I have Sandy Malone. I know her through Zumba. She's an amazing instructor, and she's a breast cancer survivor so i think her story is so inspirational everything that she's been through i've heard her story many times and i want you guys to listen to her story because i think she's such an inspirational person so hi sandy thank you so much for joining
0: us hi pinky
1: thank you so much for having me
0: and thank you for your kind words so
1: tell me how it all started with the cancer.
0: You know, I've actually had breast cancer twice. First time I had it was in 2009 and it was a stage one, which was not considered um, a high risk. But because I was in my 40s, they said, you know, they recommended that perhaps I should have the bilateral mastectomy, and I didn't need chemo, I didn't need radiation, but they felt that the mastectomy itself would eliminate. I had less than a 3% chance of ever having cancer again. So anybody who's had a diagnosis of cancer can tell you that when you hear those words, your entire life changes. Your life is never the same. When a doctor tells you you have cancer, like, Honestly, my whole life just stopped. I can even tell you what time it was. I looked up to the clock and it was two forty five in the afternoon and I felt like time just stood still. And my first thought at that moment was, What's gonna happen to my daughter? I was a single mom too. I immediately said to the doctor, Okay, so what are we doing? And she's like, Well, you've gotta go through all these tests. So, um, it ended up they recommended I do that. So I went through the surgery. A mastectomy is a very, very, very difficult thing to do because as a woman, you know, breast and all other body parts that are not the symbol of women, but breasts are a big part of a woman as 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 long hair and things like like that. So being told that you're not going to have any breasts is a little scary. But then you sit there and you say, okay, I'm either going to have breasts or I'm going to die. So the choice was very simple. So I did what I had to do. I went through my surgeries. And thank God I didn't need the chemo. I didn't need any radiation. And I, and I was fine. I did all my medications. You know, after five years, I stopped my medications and I was told you're pretty much cancer free. You don't have to worry about it. And then in 2016, I was told I did not have to self-check because when and if you know anything about a mastectomy, when they do a mastectomy, they don't just take your breast out. They take all the tissue on the inside of your chest out. So there is nothing in there. They take everything out. I was yeah. in the shower and I said, you know what? I'm going to self-check. I think, I think that I should self-check anyway. And I remember going into the armpit because I had it in my left armpit the first time and checking there first. And I instantly felt it. And I felt this little knob in there. And I said, okay, that's different. And that's why I'm a huge advocate of self-checking. And I tell everyone, you know what? Nobody knows your body better than you. You know every bump and lump and little thing that's not, you know what's in your body. I my doctor in. Long story short, it was the exact same cancer in the exact same spot, which is literally impossible. But it happened. And I, yeah. like I said, I had less than a 3% chance of recurrence. And my doctor said to me, you saved your life. He said, you would have come in for your checkup and we would have never checked for it because we don't need to self-check you there. So I'm a huge, huge advocate. Self-check. So it takes a second. Look at your body, feel your your... your Your body, if something doesn't feel right, don't be afraid to call your doctor up because it could literally save your life. So the second time, deeply, deeply believe that God had his hand in that because when the doctors went in and took the little knob that that I had found, beneath that, There were three other lymph nodes that had cancer with tentacles that were ready to spread the cancer throughout my body. So I literally would not be sitting here had I not found that. It was chemo, radiation. Talk about losing your breasts. How about losing your hair? (laughs) But you know what? I embraced it because when you go into these episodes in your life that are life-changing you really really reevaluate what matters and what doesn't matter and at that point i was like i'm gonna lose my hand that's okay i just want to be alive you know and you learn to put things in perspective and for me i learned to pause and stop because my life mm. has been a whirlwind of just and, I'm, and it's not a judgment i do it, i still do it i catch myself we tend to just sail through life we get into routine we forget to feel, we forget to enjoy, we forget to live. And I really like the rains were put on me. So I had to be stopped again. I said, okay, what's important in life? What am I doing with my life? Why am I here? So when things like this happen to you, I think it's a moment for us to reflect. And it doesn't have to be cancer. And I tell people, you don't have to go through cancer for your life to change. For some people, it could be the end of a relationship. For some people, it could be the end of a career. It could be anything. And it doesn't have to be something tragic like cancer. It's a moment for us to stop and reflect and think, what is life trying to tell me here? Like, why am I here? And I think we tend to sail through life. Having gone through what I've gone through, I knew my biggest fear was, what if I sail through this entire life God has given me the honor of having, and I haven't made a difference. And it's not to myself. And I'm not saying you don't love yourself, because we should. We should love ourselves, because we are, cho- we are children of God, and we should love ourselves. But it's not about us. I learned to take, I'd lived my whole life. I want this, I want that, this is what I want to do, this is where I want to be, this is where, and it's not about me. And I have found more joy in my life and more satisfaction in my life. Having gone through this and being able to give someone hope, being able to help someone else, being able to inspire someone else to fight. We have to be faced with our own mortality at some point. We're all gonna die. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to think about it, but we're all going to die. It's inevitable. I hate to say it. Sorry, guys. It's going to happen. So what are you going to do until that moment happens? You live your life to the fullest. You give as much as you can. You help as much as you can. And my biggest goal in life has always been when I'm gone from this earth, I want somebody. If one person says Sandy Mullen gave me hope or she made me not give up or she inspired me to fight, then my job is done. And it's finding purpose in what was a tragedy. And I say it again without judgment. You either wallow in it and cry in it. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't because we're human. We have feelings, we have emotion. Things are scary. You know, you process it. You mourn it if you have to. But for me, it was like, this is not going to, I'm not staying here. I'm not going to be the cancer patient. I'm not going to be the cancer victim. What am I going to do with this? So I took all of that and I had it propel me to the other side. I said, you know what? I'm not going to be the victim. I'm going to be bigger than this. I'm going to rise above this. And I'm going to do something with it so that all this that I've gone through has a purpose. It wasn't for anything. And I have been so blessed to have met so many people And unfortunately, people who have been in similar situations as I have, but I've been so blessed to be able to give them a word of hope or to hear them say, you know what, I see how you fight and I see your faith and I see how you push forward. And that gives me hope. And some of them are still not here because they've not won. And I don't want to say they haven't won their, their fight. I always say when someone doesn't beat cancer and things like that, for me, they basically have been called home god called them home so their job mission on this earth was done but there are those who are still here and are still fighting and there are those who have beat cancer and that's fantastic but i know that my part in it whether this big or that big or this small or that small has made a difference so that's purpose
1: exactly i love what you just said just what you just said is so inspirational like you're giving hope to so many people and like you said it doesn't have to be cancer it could be the littlest things like but still you have to fight through it and how long did it take for you to do chemo and fight it off and be cancer free Oh,
0: chemo i did oh god you see and this is what they call chemo brain because you kind of have things memories are foggy i did chemo i believe i had. 15 rounds of chemo and I had like 35 rounds of radiation so it was about three or four months of chemo and a whole bunch of months of radiation and I have to tell you I never missed a class because I refused to miss my classes because my Zumba classes are what gave me joy and what gave my students joy and in my classes I forgot that I was going through everything that I was going through and I would schedule my chemo for a Thursday, because I knew I'd be really sick Friday and Saturday, because it kind of all comes out of you after that, so I would schedule my chemo for Thursday, and I would teach on Mondays and Wednesdays, so that I would still have time to do my classes, and get my chemo treatments, and then I would go back to my classes, and by the time my classes were due, I was feeling fine, but I refused to give up the things that made me happy. And that was easy for me in this sense. It's not easy for everyone. I feel blessed that I was able to do that. And I don't like people to compare themselves and say, Oh, well, if, if she could do it, I could No, your, your victory might be different than mine, but you have to try. And that's the key. You've got to try. Exactly. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't Absolutely. work. Then you do something else.
1: And what are were like some coping, um, like, Things that you dealt with, because I'm I'm pretty sure this affected your mental health, correct?
0: Absolutely. I, I mean, you the first thing that I think is as human beings we do is why me? You know, why is this happening to me? When I got cancer the first time, I had gone through a horrible, horrible divorce. I was a single mom, and I'm like, and my mom had passed at that same at that same time, and I'm like, why me? Why me? And then again, like I said, you have to take it away from you, and I said, well, why not me? There are people in this world at this moment who don't even have a house to live in, who are living on in, in mud huts, who don't have food on their table, who have children who are starving. Why not me? You know, what makes me so, so special that I should have this perfect life that nothing happens to? It's perspective. I feel God humbled me because i believe that i had taken my life for granted the blessings that i did have and that's the key of it where you don't focus on what's wrong and what's and what you don't focus on what you did have i was alive i had my daughter and my family that's more than most people sometimes you need to be shaken up a little bit to kind of put your life in perspective i obviously needed a lot of shaking a hard shaking but i'm thankful for it <laughs> i'm thankful for it because if these things had and it's a very delicate thing to say I'm thankful that I had cancer because it's not a fun thing. And it's, it's a horrible experience for a lot of people. And there are people going through it now. And I don't wish it on anyone. But for me personally, it changed my life because I let it change my life for the better. I didn't let it change my life for the worse. I could have become bitter. I could have become a nasty person. I could have become a negative, pessimistic person. Why me? Why me? Oh, my God. Look, look what happens to me. I was like, no. No, I flipped it around because I took control of it. I think my faith in God allowed me to take it by the reins and said, this is not going to bring me down. It's going to do the opposite. It's going to propel me to be an even better person, a humbler person, and to care more for other people and to give more.
1: Absolutely. I love this about you. Um, And you know, there is a lot of situations and a lot of people out there that they do get Mm -hmm. negative and bitter. Like your positivity is just amazing. I think everyone should just think that way as of this is done for a reason. And I have a purpose in this life. And maybe this happened to me. I don't know why right now, but eventually you'll get to know why. Yes. Cancer sucks Mm, 100%. And you suffered a lot. I'm pretty sure. And you had your ups and downs which is normal, you're human. Just the way of thinking about it is just amazing. And I think anyone that's listening, I think this story is so inspirational because anything you're going through, look at Sandy. She was able to beat cancer. Yes, she's human. She has her ups and downs, but she kept positive. And that's the key here.
0: I truly, truly believe that if you are determined that you are going to fight, if you don't win your battle, you go knowing that you did everything you could have possibly done. And perhaps it is your time to go home. And I, I think it makes it easier to accept that. I actually lost my fear of death. I was terrified of death until I got cancer. And then once I got cancer, and my life was in pers- perspective and... I knew that there was a purpose to my life, and this is what happens, and this is what this is what life is really about—not all that superficial stuff. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't enjoy life, and I have my superficial moments, trust me. You've seen me with my uh, Zumba wear, but and all my pictures, but it—it's—it's that. It's, uh, but at some point in your life, you're going to sit down and say, "Okay, why might like what? What is this all about? What is this all about?" And it's—it's it's just. Putting life in perspective and saying, you know what, I'm going to fight. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. And if me not being able to be this positive help, that's okay. Because you know what, when I go, I know I did the best that I could. And it was just my time to go home. And I enjoyed myself because if you're miserable the entire time, then all you've done is is been miserable and then you die. How about you spend all that time that you're fighting enjoying your family, living your life, living your life to your fullest, to the best of your ability, loving people, helping people so that when you go, guess what? What you've done in that short amount of time, that lives on. You know, you may be gone today, but years from now there may be somebody saying, "You know, there was this person one time who was going through cancer and I was going through a hard time and guess what? They comforted me." And I mean those are the things that matter that's that should be I think in my opinion that should be your legacy your legacy in this lifetime should be how you affected people in a positive way and that's what my goal is that when I'm gone because I will be gone like everybody else will be and it's not that I want people to say oh my god Sandy was so great because Sandy has had not so great moments to trust me that's not what I'm looking for I want to know that <laughs> my life meant something, that my struggle meant something, that it made a difference in somebody's life. And like I said, it doesn't have to be cancer. I always tell people when you're walking down the street, smile at people. Because you don't know what that person's going to. You could be passing by somebody who's at a point in their life that is so low that they may even be thinking of killing themselves. Nobody cares about me. And you smile at them. That could change their life. That could make them think, oh, my God, a stranger on the street just smiled. at me. Maybe I'm not worthless. Maybe somebody did notice me. What does a smile cost? Absolutely nothing. And it's the simplest thing. But it's about taking it away from you and giving to others
1: right and i think nowadays i think more and more people should do that because we live in such a bitter world right now people are just so rude sensitive mean you can't even look at someone without me like so you're afraid yeah you right look and smile at someone and people get so suspicious why is she why
0: are you smiling at me maybe they're just
1: being nice <laughs> you
0: know <Yeah. laughs> Could be just a smile
1: <laughs> and and uh, you're a zoom instructor which i love and that alone you inspire your students and your participants right. every day
0: <laughs> if anything I, I would just tell people just to just to remind people to love each other and to love hard love hard life is promised to no one i mean we take it for i took it and i'm gonna say ah because i took it for granted for so long and in the blink of an eye your entire life can change and love as hard as you can and with the love in your heart, that will propel you to do more for others, to want to help more others, and to just take care of each other. We, we, we're we becoming cold and isolated, and that's not what we do. We need the opposite of that. The only thing that's going to break that is love. And stop judging. Stop the judgment. We're called to love. We're called to love the only person that can judge for me is God. I am imperfect like everybody else. We all have our, our bad sides. We all have our good good sides. But at the end of the day, we're all the same. And we just need to love hard. That's my advice. Love as hard as you can, while you can.
1: It's true. And if you're in the New Jersey area, I would suggest you yes. check out Sandy's Zoom class. It's amazing. Yeah, in October, she does a lot of uh, breast cancer awareness master classes. So if You check those out too. It's great. I hope Uh, anyone listening, Sandy, will inspire you. (laughs) Self-check,
0: always, always self-check.